our road to walk then and now is copyright protected. It may not be used or sampled without the owner's written permission. Welcome to Our Road to Walk, Then and Now, a podcast brought to you from Warren County, North Carolina. It's known as the birthplace of the environmental justice movement. I'm Deborah Ferruccio. And I'm Ken Ferruccio. Our personal and public road to walk started in 1978, Deborah. It started with a threat to Warren County, to our environmental and civil rights, a threat we took with the utmost seriousness because by precedent, it was a threat not just to our county, but to our state and our nation. This local threat was the starting point of our road to walk, which was to become a pilgrimage for the planet, for you and me, Ken. We hope all of you listening will join us on this road. As you know, Deborah, many people have heard about this 1982 Warren County, North Carolina PCB landfill protest movement, and this year folks are celebrating the 40th anniversary of this PCB movement that's become known for transforming environmentalism. to become a dump site. If you do not cease this unlawful act, you will be arrested. And much has been told about this dramatic, larger-than-life, front-page, top-of-the-news historic event. It occurred for six weeks that fall of 1982 in our rural, sparsely populated, poor, majority African-American community. We were an unlikely multiracial grassroots coalition. We were ordinary citizens who joined forces as never before, and we met head-on the toxic aggression of Governor James B. Hunt, Jr. He was to become the most powerful governor in North Carolina history. Deborah, our supporters came from across the county, the state, and the nation. They'd been hearing about our PCB landfill opposition for four years. Our supporters came from neighboring counties. They came from civil rights and environmental organizations. They came from universities and colleges. Four years earlier, in the summer of 1978, for nearly two weeks, PCB contaminated oil had deliberately been spilled along 240 miles of highway shoulders in 15 North Carolina counties. They were known as the Midnight PCB Dumpings, and they were the largest PCB spills in American history. From 1978 to 1982, Warren County citizens concerned about PCBs mounted their opposition to the landfill based on documented scientific facts about leaking landfills, on the known dangers of PCBs that last forever, and on our constitutional rights to equal protection under the law. You know, Ken, few people could have anticipated the commitment of Warren County citizens and these supporters. Uh, The commitment that was sustained throughout the six-week trucking operation as we marched two miles down to the landfill site and as we protested and demonstrated and were arrested by the hundreds in acts of nonviolent civil disobedience. Uh, The first day, uh, hundreds of people protested and 55 citizens were arrested. In the end, more than 550 citizens were arrested. Ken, few people could have imagined that Governor Hunt would use nearly a million dollars of state highway patrol and National Guard to forcibly bury some 10,000 truckloads of PCB-contaminated soil in a landfill the state had built dangerously close to groundwater, and few people could have imagined that citizens would be so motivated to stick to their long protest campaign that a month into the trucking operation, a Washington Post editorial titled Dumping on the Poor would hail the ongoing Warren County PCB landfill movement as the marriage of environmental concerns with civil rights activism. 
And few people would have anticipated that our multiracial response to the PCBs would be described by the Duke Chronicle as the largest civil disobedience in the South since Dr. King marched through Alabama. Soon after this PCB protest movement, I had the privilege of asking Bishop Desmond Tutu a question following his speech at a Duke Divinity School occasion. I asked him, in light of the fact that poor and black and other minority communities are being segregated within dense pockets of exterminating waste materials, what should we do? Of course, my question was rhetorical. We had already answered this question in 1982, but I was trying to bring attention to the already failed PCB landfill and to the disproportionate impacts of hazardous waste on disadvantaged and vulnerable communities of any color. Bishop Tutu replied, without hesitation, your job is to raise the consciousness. Raising the consciousness, Ken, that's what you and I have been trying to do all these 44 years as we've walked an environmental and justice road together, a road for us that's both personal and public. In our Road to Walk podcast series, we're going to share the inside untold Warren County environmental justice history. We'll tell you why it is a watershed history. We'll share this history from the documented records we've kept, and it's way past time to share these archives. That's because much of the history, as it has been and is being told, has turned into folklore. The hard edges softened with time, the essence of the history often omitted, eclipsed, and rewritten. We hope you'll join us on this podcast series, Our Road to Walk. We hope that you'll see that it's never too late to try to build a better world.